Welcome to the Live Better Show with Brett and Jason. We spend time with top performing professionals in their respective fields, chatting about anything from morning routines, creative processes, and biohacks, to healthy habits and travel destinations. This episode is brought to you by the Fit Expo. The Fit Expo provides a vast variety of programming elements all under one roof, including group exercise, fashion shows, CrossFit, parkour, Kid Zone, and the Healthy Eating and Living Pavilion, just to name a few. They strive to always be on the cutting edge of fitness by introducing new concepts and ideas to their audience. Today we interview John Call, aka Juji Mufu. John is known for his high-flying acrobatics and bodybuilding frame. With over 550,000 Instagram followers, he is changing the game of fitness. Appearing on America's Got Talent for his feats of strength, John has blown up on the scene. His ability to lift super heavy weights, do the splits between two chairs, and backflip on command has given him a unique style of fitness. Our mission for you, our esteemed listeners, and the greatest people in the history of ever is to demonstrate effective techniques of high performers to help you achieve results in your own life. Learning from productive and accomplished individuals gives the opportunity to break down the nuances of success and hopefully provide you with a new way to think about the world. Listen, take notes, and take action. Live better and have the best day ever. Brett Gornick here at the Fit Expo live with John Cal, a.k.a. Juji Mufu, the man, the myth, the legend. This dude can do it all. Uh, we're super excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for taking your time to be here. No, this is wonderful. I love this. I love this. This is great. Um, so can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and then what are you up to right now? Like, What, what, are, your, what are you currently up to? Well, um, I go by the anabolic acrobat is my name. It's acrobolics is my coinage, so it's acrobatic anabolics. So it's like a mix of bodybuilding and um, martial arts tricking, which is the acrobatic stuff. And then I do the feats of strength and flexibility. Um, I have a larger following on social media now because people know me for uh, what I do for chair split stunts, my weird strength training videos, and my sense of humor. So I'm trying to grow my brand and just continue to have fun and just do my thing, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's the best, just doing your thing. Mm Um, so you're definitely a wild one on social media. Where do you draw the energy from? Um, well, <laughs> it's just sort of there, man. <laughs> uh, when you get up in the morning, um, do you have any routines that you do? Anything first first thing you do when you wake up or are some things you start your day off with? I mean, uh, well, i got to take care of my body, so I'll wake up and make sure I drink water. I mean, I'll sit there and do some reps and sets of drinking water. Most people don't drink enough water. Um, yeah. When I tell them how much water I drink, they just... They, they can't even comprehend. I tell them, well, if you drink as much water as me, you'd probably feel a lot better. Yeah. You know, I have some energy. But, yeah. you know, I, I eat right. I try to move early in the day, just, like, start squatting, loosening up, and just, you know, dive right into whatever project I'm going to do. Yeah, that's great. So you have a wide variety of physical prowess. I mean, from strength, like people can see on your Instagram, to power, to gymnastics, to martial arts. Um, how did you decide on those disciplines and um, how have you been able to come, become so successful at all of them? One after the other. Okay. So I started all this training when I was like 14 or 15, got into martial arts, then I got into acrobatics, and then I got into weightlifting when I was 18, powerlifting, kind of relative body weight type. I was really interested in like the compound lifts and staying slim so I can continue to do all the flips and stuff I do. Then as I got older, you know, my mid-20s, I'm still doing that. 
I wanted to be the big guy. <laughs> I got tired of wearing normal clothes and yeah. be like, look, I work out two hours a day and people yeah. can't even tell. Yeah. I, mean, I, just, I, <laughs> yeah. I want like some sort of just someone just to notice like, hey, do you work out? So I just started doing some bodybuilding methodology and eating a little bit more and bulking up. And yeah. I really liked the way I felt. I really liked the response I got. And I really liked what the mix became. I mean, I just continued to do everything, but it's like, it was one after the other is what it was. Right, so you built them on top of each other. There's yes, a progression exactly. from one to the other, but exactly. then you kept the other ones going. Exactly. Exactly. So when I recommend people trying to get into it, yeah. what I usually say is do one thing, okay. get it to a point where it can maintain itself and then get another thing that's different and then yeah. just keep switching back and forth. Periodization. Yeah. And so right now you're obviously a master at all these different crafts. How much time do you spend, let's say in a week, um, Stretching versus lifting. Okay, well, you know, right now for lifting, I'm the size I want to be finally. I mean, year after year, like, I can add five pounds. Yeah. I can be like, add a little bit more, an inch on my arms, you know? What do you weigh right now? I'm 240. Okay. Yeah, I'm big enough. 240, <laughs> 240 what's the height? Around six foot? Uh, 5'11. 5'11. Yeah, okay. so I, I teeter between 228 and 241. It's okay. the range. It's my arbitrary numbers I stick between. Yeah. And so when you ask me how much I bodybuild, you know, a week or lift, I just, to maintain, I mean, it might take four sessions a week of arms to build arms. But it's not going to take me one to maintain. Them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did so all I, the hard work. I was like, I'll do one arm session a week, and then my arms are here yeah. to stay. Yeah. Now, for the stretching, um, it's sort of a similar thing. I mean, my flexibility is not going anywhere, but I really like the way it feels. So, yes. I mean, I'm always moving through a full range of motion every day, whether it's getting something out of the bottom of the cupboard yep. or warming up for training. I never do anything with a half-ass range of motion. You know, it's always full deep, full squats, full everything. And so I technically I stretch every day, but it's not like stretching exercises, yeah. you know, yeah. it's like, look, I'm moving in a way that stretches my body. So if I'm going to try to make a gain in something, I'm doing a lot of it, but you know, if I'm maintaining it, then <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do the least amount of work possible. Yeah. Have, do you have any goals that you want to get to next level in anything you're trying to do? Like you said, you're maintaining body weight, you know, size. Is there anything that you're like, this is the next thing I'm trying to get into? Or is there any goals within one of the things that you're into now that you're trying to get better at? Well, I'm trying to build my brand. Okay. It's like a business. Yeah. And my body's a business. Yeah. You know, so I'm just trying to keep this up so I can continue to do the business activities. In terms of like physical goals, like raw physical goals, I think I'm at the point now where I'm more interested in doing what I using what I have in more creative ways okay. to make it interesting for people, yeah. uh, make them laugh, educate them. But I'm 30 and I'm 240 pounds, and that's a lot to be doing the acrobatics with. It's hard on the body. So yeah. at this point, I'm looking down seven, eight years from now. What is it going to be when I'm 37, 38 year old man? Yeah. I got to think about. How do I be the person that can keep this up? Yeah. So that's my goal is that's how long cool. can I keep this up? You yeah. Know? How long did it take you to do the splits between two chairs Van Damme style? Oh, well, I mean, well, with weight or without weight? <laughs> let's, let's start without it. And then when you, when you go on, uh, uh, on TV and you put somebody over your head, how did, how did those two progressions go down? Okay. So, I mean, I got my, it took me like. I got the splits when I was 16 because I wanted to win taekwondo competitions. Okay. I thought if I put this in my routine, I'll win a first place trophy because it's awesome. Yeah. So I trained splits two hours every night for a summer and then I got them. And now I don't have to train them nearly as much. Mm -hmm. I keep them. But I mean, going from a floor side split to a chair split, it's pretty easy. Okay. Now, um, to add weight, I mean, 
I didn't even try to do it with weight until I was a, a beast, you know. I mean, I had to, I had to, the splits and the chair splits and stuff without weight when I was like, you know, 180 pound kid or yeah. whatever. Now I'm 240 pounds. There's a lot of strength that you need in order to support something while you're in that compromised position, you know. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, the first time I tried it was just with 50 pounds um, on Instagram and. And, it, you know, I just did it, you know. And then yeah. I tried it again a couple of weeks later after I wasn't so sore from it again. Yeah. 75 pounds. I tried it again with a 100-pound barbell because the first time it was just plates. The second yeah. pound it was a dumbbell. And the third time it was this barbell I used. And the whole clip was just this, this sort of perfect viral clip is what yeah. it became. And that's what skyrocketed my following was doing it with a 100-pound barbell. I went from 3,000 to 33,000 followers in a day. Oh, wow. Imagine if you woke up one day and your Instagram had 30,000 new followers. Did you like, just, were you like, is this real? I was kind of scared. Yeah. You know, I was frightened. I was like, oh, what does this mean? Yeah. You know, it changed my life. So, <laughs> but it, I mean, it was cool, but at the same time, I was like, oh, what have I done? You yeah. Know? It's, it's really frightening when you see that change yeah. real quick. Yeah, that definitely gets you to another level with the following. I mean, obviously, you've grown your Instagram following, not only by doing the 100 pounds over your head, but then people realize what else you can do, and, and, and it's amazing. What's been the coolest or most impactful experience that you've had in the health space? In the house space? You in mean in health, my health Oh, space. the house is like in your, in your house when you're working out. <laughs> Do some in, cool stuff in, in your, your living house, room. though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, what's the coolest thing I've done in the health space? I don't know. Um, I think it's all cool. Yeah. You know, I, can't, I have a hard time with those questions. What's the one? What's the one? So, um, you know, I like it all. <laughs> yeah, is, it, is it pretty cool that how people like even at this show how they're coming up to you and, oh yeah and you up and, and not yeah. only it's cool that you know they want to take a picture but it's also cool that they're going to try to take their physical self to another level because they see what you can do especially at your size and and all the different facets that's got to be pretty rewarding it is i mean i mean i've been doing this since i was you know 14 and yeah. i didn't really get any sort of attention like this up until a year ago so yeah. you're talking about 16 years of working really hard and not really getting anywhere in terms of, I mean, I thought I was okay. You know, I just yeah. never really expected this. And then when it happens, it's like people want to take pictures with you at your local airport <laughs> yeah. or at a Starbucks down the street. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, let's do this. <laughs> do What's it. your name? How's yeah. it going? This is cool. Yeah. You know, it's just, I mean, Brett, if people are coming up to you yeah. and asking just like off the street, like, let me take pictures with you. And you're at these expos and there's lines forming. You just, I mean, it's it's awesome, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Yeah, that's so cool. So speaking of that being awesome, one of the mindsets that we preach is always having the best day ever. So mm -hmm. you you have tomorrow. You wake up. You can do anything. What's the best day ever for Juju Mufu look like? Uh, it depends on how badly I beat my body up the day before. <laughs> you know, I mean, I can't have the best day. Uh, what's what's your motto? Live the best day ever. Have the best day ever. Every, best single, day ever. every single day. I think it's making the most of what you have every moment. I suppose yeah. because I mean I can't do the things I could do in terms of the acrobatics when I was like nineteen. I mean yeah. I've lost half my moves. You know, mm -hmm. I mean still strong, but you know I, I don't recover quite as fast. But you got to work with what I got. Yeah. I mean I got to work with what I got. And yeah. you know you get used to <laughs> yeah. the decline a little bit. But it's uh, have the best day ever. What's the best day look like when I wake up? Um, uh, just maybe just being able to have discipline, yeah. you know, cause some days it's, it's hard to just like I'm getting stuck in this mode where I'm sitting here too long, you know, doing something that's useless or yeah. I know I'm spinning my wheels. So the best day ever would just be like, you just started off by just diving into something, getting some momentum and just like, that's it. You know, yeah. today is all right. I, yeah. You know, I'm able to control myself a little bit. So self-control maybe. Yeah. And one thing we've seen and it's continued to come up is 
making that choice, like making the decision to do that. And like you said, diving into something that you have the passion about. Mm -hmm. So decision making is something that, that we see that's super important with people that are successful because they decide to do something. You've made a choice to be good at every asset that you can do. Like it's something that you internally just said, I'm going to do this. And then yeah. you went ahead and did it. Yeah. I don't want to get too far off here because um, I can go pretty deep into some of this stuff, but a lot of it is actually limiting the amount of choice you have because if I'm following like this, if I know I'm eating these foods, mm -hmm. I don't have to make a choice on what I'm eating. If yes. I've already prepared my meals with meal prep, I don't have to think about what I'm eating that day. Yeah. If I've set everything out the next day in order to do something, my shoes are in a place, I've picked my clothes out, um, I've called someone, to scheduled something, I don't have to make a choice what I'm going to do. You know, So a lot of it is just planning ahead of time, yeah. cleaning up after yourself and just making sure that, you know, having the best day ever is often what you do the day before, yes. you know? Yeah. One thing that I'm actually going to give a talk about it here is on decision fatigue. And mm. it's the exact same yeah. thing that you just said. And, and one thing that I, I implement with all my clients and all of that is make two choices today that will then translate to tier tomorrow, whether it's laying the shoes out or whether it's, you know, if you're going to make eggs tomorrow, chop up all your vegetables, have your avocados ready, and have your slice of toast out. Yeah. So that, that's all done. You don't even have to think about it. You get up and you do it. Yeah. And so you, you decrease all of these decisions that mentally wear on you throughout the day so that you're sharper the whole day. I like that you quantified it, yeah. too. <laughs> I like that well, Now, why'd you pick two and not three? Because two, I think, is, is, is simple. Okay. It's, it's not overbearing. It's not anything that – what I like to tell people is take yourself, take yourself 10% out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. You can always grow at that rate. Okay. You said you couldn't become a powerlifter, a gymnast, and martial artist all in a row. Yeah. But you could take yourself and say, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work on my, my splits yeah. every day for two hours. That's like 10% out of your comfort zone. It's something that's like a little bit out there, but not something that's like super crazy. Yeah. And then you start building on that momentum, and eventually that stuff's in the past. So then you're, you're making your meals every single Sunday, and you're done with that. It's not even, you're, now that's part of your routine. Yeah. And then you can continue to build on that. Right. One thing at a time. Yeah, just taking your time with it. Um, so obviously with your, you know, your success, but you know, it's been quick, but it's been cool. You've met a lot of cool people. I'm sure a lot mm -hmm. of awesome people, been on America's got talent, you've been, you know, you're, you're blowing up, but who's one person you haven't met yet and you would love to meet them and why he's dead. Jack LaLanne. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's dead, but that, that's, he was my hero. I guess yeah. he's just, that guy had this, and he just, his energy was just absurd Crazy. for the most sober guy on the planet mm -hmm. just to be able to just have such a freakishly super enthusiastic attitude about like drinking green sludge and like yes. swimming in cold water in the morning and like just taking your vitamins and just like not sitting and like he was just the bomb yeah. dude that's i love him but yeah. he's dead so yeah. <laughs> could, you terms, pick, could you pick someone that's living i don't think i could i yeah. think i've met a lot of people that are pretty cool to me yeah. so um i'm not trying to think of someone that's living that i might haven't met yet no i've met a lot of them so right, we'll, we'll bring we'll see if we can bring jack back and then yeah. you could bring him back from the dead yeah <laughs> dig him up <laughs> oh man he was the best yeah so you obviously do a bunch of different workouts you've got your whole different routine do you have a favorite workout move whether it's i'm talking deadlift backflip anything any sort of movement that's your favorite one you know my favorite to do just because it feels the best is just a back squat with like 135 pounds in the bar i mean i just set that up in my house every day and i just like i'll just do three sets of 10 just real slow controlled and just it feels good yeah. that just feels the best i mean yeah. i know it's not like impressive or cool oh, yeah. it's just like that's just that's what the movement that makes me feel the best out of all of them in terms of just like 
feeling good. Yeah. And has that been one that has just been like for a lot of time it's felt that way or is it just like you just you kind of you just get on there? I I mean, my max back squat isn't like extraordinary, but I mean, I just like the the lower weight version of it just to make myself feel better. I think it's the best bang for your buck thing just to give you a quick pep up for the day. It takes you like five to eight minutes and you feel like a a million bucks for an hour and a half after that it's the quickest way to do it it's just get a bar 135 and just do slow reps with three sets of 10 i mean i guess you're a small girl or <laughs> maybe a little bit less. A lighter yeah okay maybe like 25 percent of your one rep max something okay. like that 20 25 percent of your one rep max yep. and just take your time and just feel out the movement sink in the bottom sit at the bottom and just move it just feels good yeah oh, i think favorite. movement is like is the key here. yeah like, it is and you you exemplify that because you move in so many different cool mm-hmm. different ways that seeing that movement is one thing that's amazing but that movement translates to everything i mean yeah. you squat down to pick something up you squat yeah. down to be uh, cleaning stuff on the floor i mean it's just it's universal movement yeah. so how has your workout routine progressed from let's say once you felt like you were good at all the things you're good at mm-hmm. how has it progressed since then so maybe maybe in the last five years let's say okay. what is, how has it changed how has it been become different what have you been focusing on how, how have things kind of you know, we see that the, the goal here, and like you said, you're thinking 37, 38, creating longevity within the body is one thing that we really want to preach because you can get the quick results, these quick gains, all that, but, you know, that that's only short term. You, you want to be thinking longer. You want to be able to thinking, you know, when, when you have kids or when there's young people walking around when you're in your 50s, you want to be able to throw them over your head then too. You yeah. don't want to be the guy that's sitting there with a cane. So how have you progressed and how do you see yourself progressing? Mm, you know, it's it, the way I've progressed and the way I, I think I see myself continue to progress is I'm just, I mean, I do a lot of different things. And what I do is a complex. So it's just the acrobatics, it's lifting, it's, I mean, there's a lot to go in. So every day it's not like I can just have a routine and I can just do it. And it's just like, just, there's, <laughs> it's not so simple. Yeah. Like it's, it's not, it's not so simple. I'm yeah. sorry. Um, you know, I have to, I have to look ahead because I am traveling a lot. I'm going to a lot of expos, little seminars, and I have to be like, what do I have to do in the next few weeks? What do I have to do in the next few weeks? Yeah. I mean, is, am I going to an event where I'm going to be lifting a lot? Am I going to an event where I'm going to have to do throwing aerial acrobatic moves? Am I going to an event where I'm going to be showcasing my flexibility? And then I just, you know, I think about that. I'll, I'll do a lot of maintenance work of the other things just to keep my size and whatever else I have going on that I'm going to need later, but I'm going to be focusing on, like, preparing for that. Got you know? it. So I, it's basically what is coming up that I need, and I base my training around that. Yeah. And then I have to not hurt myself so I can't be doing something stupid yeah. I mean I know I do a lot of stupid things but you'd be, you'd be surprised the, the stupid crap I put on my social media the really stupid stuff that looks really dangerous is oftentimes not dangerous at all and the stuff that you think like oh that's simple like a backflip or like some aerial moves that you see me do all the time that's the stuff that's really dangerous for me yeah. So it's people always get it backwards. They think the stupid shit I do is like always oh, going to blow out his knees. I'm like, no, that's a joke. You should try doing a freaking butterfly twist at 240 pounds. Yeah. You know, now that will landing all that. Yeah, weight on yeah. There. yeah. Let's see how your ankles feel. Yeah. You know? How do you keep the maintenance up? Do you do any mobility work? Do you do any? Like, oh, every day. Yeah. yeah, every day, yeah. man. I'm always what, moving. What is like? What's the move? If you have, you know, just the warm up. What does that look typically look like? Uh, it looks like I'm fidgeting around in the rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, get a, you get a squat rack and you just like grab onto something and you just, you just kinda, you just pull and move around. Usually, when you watch me warm up and all the people watching me warm up at this expo mm-hmm. this afternoon, if they if they sit there and they watch me for 20, 25 minutes, they're going to notice something. I'm always almost 
if it looks like I'm stretching, it's it's like he never stays in one stretch too long. He's always moving in and out of positions. Okay. He's always he's trying to support himself a little bit. He's not trying to hold on to some stuff as long. So he's kind of using he's always using structure to help him push further or support himself. So he's always moving in and out of positions. That's I think where the key to flexibility is okay. movement. Even if there's no motion, like I might be moving against something that's stationary in order to get a stretch. Yeah. I'm moving against it. There's tension, but there's no motion. Yeah, so, it's like the active stretching. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think that's the most useful and most helpful and the kind of feels good. I don't just like sit there and be lazy, you know, yeah. not, not much. For the splits, you have to do some of that type of work, maybe for lower back flexibility. Really extreme stuff, but for like everyday people, people listen to this podcast who just want like really good range of motion yeah. just to be able to do things without thinking about like, hey, I'm stiff here or something. They need yeah. to be doing more movement-based flexibility, mobility work, just moving in and out of positions. So taking it away from the workouts for a little bit, yeah. let's dive into some, just some, some other questions here. Yeah. Uh, top of the head, pick an animal to describe yourself and why. I'm a bear. <laughs> why? I'm big and friendly. <laughs> and hairy. <laughs> and hairy, yeah. That's great. Favorite travel destination? You said you've been traveling a lot. What's your favorite one? Uh, my favorite travel destination? What's the favorite place I've been to? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, okay, it looks, it's like this. You, you visit a place and you fall in love with it. You yeah. visit it again and you're like, yeah, I'm so happy and come back. You visit three or four, five, six, seven, eight more times. You're like, I'm over this. Yeah. That's the way it's <laughs> been for me. I'm sorry. I mean, Are I, you a homebody? Do you like being like I like home? being with my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't travel with me. So I oh, think okay. maybe that's the problem. Yeah. She's my home. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Where's one place that you'd like to go then that you haven't been yet? Somewhere like uh, maybe Vancouver okay. or, or Pacific North yeah. West United States. I haven't yeah. been up in that area. Yeah, I haven't been up there either. I haven't been up there. I've been to Seattle or Oregon or anything. I haven't seen any of that area. It might be different. Yeah, one thing I'm trying to do. Is I don't even know what the fitness scene's like up there. Yeah, what travel for me. I don't know. Travel for me is is interesting because it's one of the things that's like if I had to line up the pillars of my life, it's one of them, and I'm trying to. Me and my fiance were trying to go to all 50 states by the time we turned 50. Oh. So when you say states like that, I'm like, those are ones I haven't been to yet that I really want to go up there. And, and one thing that's cool about traveling, especially when you're in the fitness industry, is you get to see what, what fitness is like in all these other areas. For some people, it's outdoor hiking, backpacking. Mm-hmm. That's their fitness. And I mean, that stuff's hard. Like, yeah. you know, that's a grind. Or some people, you know, that are out in L.A., it's more about how you're physically, how you look. Chicago here, it's up and coming. There's a lot of different aspects going on. So I think it's cool to be able to travel around and then oh, yeah. have that lens on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite question to ask somebody? So my why? favorite question to ask someone? Yeah. Oh, um, okay. So this is something I've learned and I don't know what it means, <laughs> to, but I'll, I'll bump into people. And a lot of times if we just get in a conversation or I, I don't know, I, I don't know who the type of people I ask this to, but usually I ask them like, if you could like give me one tip or just one like one piece of advice or just a couple just a couple pointers like usually older people who lived a little bit longer more yeah. experienced like give me some advice about anything like anything just give me like what do you think you know i just cuz a lot of people they they respond well to the question first of yeah. all because a lot your average person you know sitting in an airport or something you just happen to talk to doesn't expect someone to be like tell me your secret yeah it, they're like 
they're flattered. They yeah. love it. And you see them just brighten up and they're just like, whoa, you know, this guy's interested in me giving him tips or something. Yeah. You know, just people don't get asked that question. I think they really like it. And you'll get some really good wisdom sometimes. Yeah, what, are, what are some of the good responses you've got from that? I asked a guy about travel or something one time because we had been talking about it on a plane and he travels. Uh, he'd been doing it for 20 years every month several times a month he's married and everything's good and I asked him like how do you do this and he said well you just have to relax you know you just have to realize that it's gonna it's gonna do what it's gonna do you don't have control over this at this point and you just gotta kind of go with it and make the best of it you know which is you know it's it's intuitive you yeah. get it it's like okay yeah it's pretty you know it seems pretty obvious to me but it's harder to live that because you yeah. might be at an airport you might be stuck in a layover and you know Okay, are you gonna be the guy that you know sits there and gets really pissed about it, and sits there and starts looking at the watch over and over again and googling things, trying to figure out when this is gonna clear up or what you're gonna do, or are you gonna be the guy that just like, all right, this is gonna take you know, a little while. I'm just gonna break out my laptop and get some work done. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's that takes some self control there. Yeah, it definitely and, does. You know, when he gives you that type of advice, you know, because you see him doing it, you know, just having fun sitting there on an airplane, like listening to music, writing whatever he was writing, reading a book or something. Yep. That's yeah. Yeah, there. That's awesome. What do you like to do outside of fitness? I mean, you're you're blowing up on this scene. You know, what are some what are your hob- what other hobbies do you have? Uh, it's a little strange, but I like to organize things. <laughs> okay. It's a little strange, I know. Um, so I like I don't know what it is, and it's really helped me because we were talking about making decisions earlier yep. and limiting decision fatigue. Yes. And making two decisions for tomorrow. Yep. So I feel like organization in a way is I mean whether it's your clothes or your shoes or for example travel. We're yes. talking about travel too. Yes. I I was really bad at it la- this time last year, and it was really stressful for me. Yeah. Okay. And so. I started to see it as a skill. It's not like, oh, I suck at travel. Oh, this is so hard. I started to be like, well, sometimes things that you don't think of as skills are skills you can develop and level up. So I started thinking, how can I organize this better? So I have a travel bag. This is something I always take. I have checklists. I mean, I could pack for a trip in 15 minutes, like two hours before the flight the next, the morning of. And I'm just, I don't. I don't have anxiety. I don't have the butterflies in my stomach thinking about travel. I don't worry about the airport. It's just something I've gotten good at. And so... That's organization for you. That's yeah. just getting organized. And I do that for weird things. Sometimes I sit there and organize the way my plates are in my cupboard. Or it's it's like sort of, I'm not OCD. I don't care if people come back behind me and be like, you know, screw things up. I, I'm not like that. Yeah. But it is it is weird if you watch me sometimes on a day-by-day basis. Like, what does he like keep moving things around for, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think. It's that, fun for me. Yeah, I don't know what yeah, it is. It's I mean, fun. Everyone has their own own thing. Like, everyone, yeah. you know, likes to do different things. And I think that's that's what makes the world go round. That's why everyone can be so <laughs> successful because people like to do that. So I think creating order, though, and like you said, how that's helped you with skills. Mm-hmm looking at travel as a skill is an interesting perspective Mm. Um, and I think what I see with successful people is is they look at everything that they do as a skill and something they can improve at Mm -hmm. and you said the same thing like you know I'm traveling to this expo I brought all my food with me I didn't know what they were going to have here I didn't know what what was it going to look like so you know I brought that with me Uh, if I was going to sweat I brought an extra pair of clothes like those are things that it's a skill you you thought ahead to do it so Mm -hmm. you know looking at, at life opportunities as skills and ways you can develop always wanting to get to the next level is yeah. an interesting mindset um yeah, how mean, would it, you say like mindset for you you know is, is a key component how do you keep that organized with keep, everything keep my going mind organized? yeah um it's well mental organization is often 
it goes right back to the physical organization. If your physical environment is organized, your mind is organized. So, I mean, if you, if, if you know where everything is, you don't have to look for things every day. You don't have to look for your gym clothes. You don't have to look for, you know, where you put this or that. If everything's always in the same spot and everything on your to-do list gets in the same place and all your emails are done in the same way, you have some sort of system that takes place of things, the underlying mechanics of everything you do like that, then well, it frees up mental space, yeah. you know, it frees up having to think about crap. You just not, it, you know, half an hour doesn't go by and be like, oh, I forgot to, to, uh, I need to write that down. You write it down your whiteboard. That's another thing, you know, it's just, so freeing up, you know, figuring out a way to organize your physical existence is how you're going to free up your mind in that way. So, so your mindset is clear and yeah. And cheerful yeah. <laughs> and silly. And yeah. Just, yeah, you can just kind of slide through places, have fun, you know, worry about it, dance, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's great. Dance in the cereal aisle of the grocery store. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I like dancing in grocery stores. No music playing. I'm just sitting there dancing. That's your spot. It's weird. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Cereal aisle. I don't even cereal. buy cereal. Yeah, I just go to your aisle. Yeah, I just yeah. go to the cereal <laughs> yeah. aisle, start dancing. And do you have a song that plays in your head when you do it? Or is it just like. Nope. You see the cereal and it just gets you going. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Do you have a pump-up song? Anything you listen to before you go out on stage, giving a talk, doing anything like that? No, Nothing. no. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of music, so yeah. it changes. I don't have like a song. You yeah. Know, but um, do you have um, any advice for anyone that's trying to get into the health and fitness space? Whether it's an educational tool, a book you read, a magazine that you read, something like that, or or some way for them to say, okay. You know, I want to be in fitness. I like this industry. Mm -hmm. What would be like the first step you would have them take to get into well, it? Well, are we talking about like building a brand or building a business out of it? Or are we talking about like um, building your body? Let's like, talk about uh, the, the brand first, okay. the business aspect. Okay, so if you want to get like, into If you want to be a fitness professional, quote unquote, okay. how okay. would you say, you know, someone walks in the door and says, hey, I would like to be a fitness professional. You're sitting at the airport and someone asks you that question. What is, what's your one, number one piece of advice? What would that be? Okay. Um, I would tell them to really pay attention to like metrics and feedback they get for things. So most people are, would you say that they're, they're active on social media? Yeah. Probably for the most part. Yeah. Okay. At so least you the might, average American. Yes. Okay. So, yes. I mean, you're not going to be building yourself in this industry unless you're using a social media tool. I don't think so. Yeah. If you're using Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Okay. What you got to do is, and I tell this to people and it seems so simple, but nobody seems to get it. <laughs> I don't know why it is. Okay. You post 10 times in 10, 10 days or something. You look to see what does best, what has the most likes, views, comments, what's getting the best engagement, what's most popular. All right, do more of that. <laughs> I mean, that sounds so stupidly yeah. simple, but that's exactly all. That's my strategy for Instagram. That's my only strategy is when I first started it, you know, I went a few months and I posted one clip that did very well. It was a, it was a split video. Yeah. And I was like, people like this. I'm going to do more of it. So I did more of it. And then I did more of it. And then, you know, I had a lot of followers all of a sudden. And then I'm doing other things. And I just, I'm using, like, I'm gauging. Like, I kind of, I get it. Yeah. I know what they want. I know what they like. They like fire. They like screaming. They like masks. And they like crazy crap. <laughs> you know, that's what they like. Yeah. So whatever it is that is you, that's your style. Yeah. I mean, there's something that within your style that people are going to respond to really well. And you just have to do more of that. You just can't be posting meal pictures because it's easy or yeah. because, you know, you think people care. No one cares about your, the pizza you're eating today. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. People don't care about your, your fancy salad that you ordered at this restaurant. They care about some crazy thing that you did that 
was a little inconvenient. 10% out of your comfort zone yes. you're talking about. Yeah. It's really inconvenient for me to do a lot of my stuff. It'll take me three hours to set up something that's going to be a 10-second clip, you know? I did a... Not to just drag this on, but I did a clip where I smashed a bunch of paper bags that looked like diglets from Pokemon with a hammer, okay? Yes. It took us like two hours to make all the diglets to draw the faces on the paper bags, tape them to the ground, and then film it. And the edit it was like a three-hour process. It was like a 12, 13-second video. It was yeah. very inconvenient, but it was hilarious. Yeah. And, people <laughs> and it blew up. It. And it blew up. It did really well. I mean, that's just you got to go a little bit out of your ways. You know, you can't be lazy with it. You can't just be posting squat videos of you at the same gym over and over again. People want to see something weird yeah. or How do different. you fuel the creative process behind some of your stuff? I mean, I know it's energy and it's just mindset <laughs> and it's just like that's who you are. But yeah. there's got to be like a thought process that says, okay, we're going to sit down here and we're going to do this video this way, you know. Like you said, you put hours into it. How did you? How do you think? How do you fuel that create that creativity? Because like you said, that's what's really driving this. Like, there's a bunch of jack dudes that can do backflips, but not everyone is doing it in the way in which you can do it because you're creative in all the other things that you're doing. Yeah. So how do you feel that? Creative process is a, is is like two things. One of them is keeping track of your thoughts. So I'm really good at like I'll be walking down the cereal aisle or the grocery store dancing, and then a thought will hit me. I'll be like, holy crap. That would be hilarious. I could just see a scene in my head. Yeah. You know, I'd just be like, it's so good, I need to do it. And I'll write it down. I will write it down in detail, you okay. know, in a Google Keep or Evernote or yeah. whatever you have on your phone. Everyone's got a phone, everyone's yeah. got a note, keep them at. Just keep track of those thoughts. Yeah. That's 50% of the work. You know, you gotta follow up, you gotta actually do the ideas, or it doesn't matter. The other 50% of the work is the hard part. I'll wake up, I haven't had an idea in some time, and I need to post something because I need to stay consistent yeah. because it's my job. Yeah. Social media is my job now, you yeah. know, having fun and just doing this thing. And I'll spend three hours in the morning racking my brain trying to come up with an idea. I mean, I'll just sit there and brute force creativity. So creativity is 50% just having the hygiene to keep track of your ideas and 50% just like brute forcing it, working and just sitting there racking your brain until something comes up. I mean, you'll look at a barbell and just think, oh, what can I do with this? That's that no just, one else has ever done. No one else has, yeah. I'll put it in the pool. There we go. <laughs> yeah, that's you put it in the pool once. Yeah, I'll just yeah. put it in the pool. And yeah. then that's it, you know? Yeah. And it takes you a little while to think of those things. Yeah. Does that answer your question? No, that's great. And how would you, what would be the initial advice on the flip side of that for someone that's just trying to get into working out and fitness? Just working out and fitness, I would say, um, you know, there's certain things that everyone I think needs to do. And those are like squats, you know, just learn how to squat learn how to just you know do basic movement lunge you know but the other half of that is do things that you just like to do yeah. you know just just don't sit there and like measure or worry about results or too many people are like how long is it going to take me to gain this how can i build muscle and burn fat at the same time it's impossible never try it you know things I, you know just just stop thinking about like results aren't the only thing that's fun you know what I mean? Results are fun. I won't lie. You know, when you kill it, it's just like you feel really good yeah. and you just want to kill it some yeah, more. Yeah, you want to keep going. But, I mean, part of killing it is learning how to make it fun. Yeah. If you can't make it fun, you won't kill it. You know what I mean? So, that's a skill. That's part of the skill. Yeah. Part of the skill isn't just like learning how to do the move right or whatever or learning the technique or learning the proper way or the proper method. Part of it is just like, how can I make this more fun? Yeah. Maybe if I get something that 
doesn't dig into my hip when I have the music player in my, you know, head or something when I'm working out at a gym. Maybe maybe buy some new gym clothes. You know, I'll look good in the mirror. It's kind of cool looking. I, I just feel better about myself. Um, get a friend, you know, or just make some stupid workout up that just makes no sense. You know, just your own thing. Just do it. Just yeah. I don't care if it's completely wrong. Just have some fun. You know, yeah. I mean, I, that's what I think. Yeah, having the fun is is to me it's ninety percent of the battle. People don't come back to the gym because they didn't like what they did. It's they a skill, did, and they just did the the you know they read a magazine and did the the workout out of it, and that wasn't their thing. Well, that's not your thing, but there's something out there that you're gonna love to do, and it's physical. Yeah. And that's what we were talking about with traveling all around the different parts of the country and seeing what people are doing. Maybe yeah. maybe it isn't going into the squat rack. Maybe it's hiking, or maybe yeah. it's getting outside and doing something. Just getting that physical involvement is a, is a skill. Yeah, um, and so. Um, like you said, you're, you're blowing up on social media. Where can everybody find you? Uh, where should they be looking for you to see what's next, to see where you're either going to wake up uh, in bed and think of some crazy idea for three hours or be dancing in the grocery aisle? Uh, where, where can they find you? <laughs> the two main places you need to look are my Instagram, Instagram slash Jujimufu. That's J-U-J-I-M-U-F-U. That's my silly name. How'd you think of that? Uh, I was 14. And uh, I was trying to come up with a screen name that didn't, that wasn't taken. Because okay. if it's taken, it has numbers. Yeah. It has numbers after it. So I sat there for half an hour beating myself, you know, against the creative keyboard. process. Yeah. And then I just, yeah, well, the creative process came up with Juji Mufu that, <laughs> that afternoon. So, and I just, people started to get to know me by that. I just never bothered to change it. You yeah. know, I don't want it to be, I don't need to be cool. You know, yeah. I'll just be Juji Mufu. It's the stupidest name in the world. I don't care. <laughs> but that, yeah, okay. Instagram slash Juji Mufu. And then my uh, YouTube is YouTube slash Acrobolics, A C R O B O L I X. It's Acrobatic, Anabolics, Acrobolics. It's my branding. So those two places is enough. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Well, John, thank you so much for taking your time. I know that you're super busy here and, and everything that's going on is a lot. It's nice to have a great conversation with you, learn yeah. about the ins and outs, not only of your training, but of your mindset, your creative process. It's been a blast. We hope that our listeners can take some from the show. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah. Thank you, Brett. <laughs>